Travels and welcome back to another podcast of Ladies in Red. I am Phoebe here with Kristen and Sydney. And today we are going to talk about the power of social media um, and how many athletes and women in general have been promoting positive body images and some specific people about that. So we're really excited. We got some cool things to talk about today that we've experienced in our own lives and what we've seen um, on social media and stuff like that. Yeah, so just like a first quick little update, um, as we all know, the Super Bowl was this past Sunday um, where the Bucks took on the Chiefs and Sarah Thomas, as we've talked about her before, um, she was the first woman to referee um, a Super Bowl and the NFL Executive Vice President of Football Operations, Troy Vincent um, Sr. said that she had elite performance throughout the entirety of the season, regular season play. Um, and was committed to her job that she earned that right to officiate the Super Bowl, um, along with seven other men who were on the sideline. And I saw one interesting fact was that the group of um, officiates had a combined over 40, or sorry, my bad, has over 88 years of NFL officiating experience and 77 combined playoff game assignments. Um, and this just goes to show that males have been the predominant gender in refereeing professional sports and major sports in that, such as football. So it's cool to see her joining um, that many years of uh, refereeing. Yeah, um, Sarah Thomas became the first woman to referee a playoff game two years ago and um, obviously has come full circle because now she's uh, refereeing the Super Bowl this year. And she is also the first full-time female referee in the NFL and to work a college football game, which is super interesting and a great stride that she took this past Sunday. Yeah. Like we've talked about before, um, just being able to see women in high positions and stuff and especially on television, like for young girls, it's super cool. Once you see that, um, then the options are limit are unlimited. Like you can reach for that. Like we always um, have talked about before, like with, with um, the new vice president and certain things like that, seeing women in those positions and just like this with Sarah Thomas being a referee, like at the Super Bowl, like almost everyone in America was watching the Super Bowl. So there were thousands of little girls um, who were, got to see her um, referee. And that's just something really cool. Cause like I said, that, just proves that it's the options are unlimited you can shoot for the stars do whatever you want and it's really cool to see women in those positions in the media yeah and also like she was just started refereeing um playoff games two years ago so it's like not that long ago it didn't take her that long to be able to be able to referee um in like as big a game as a super bowl um which is pretty cool yeah i think these strides that sarah thomas has made will um give big organizations like the NFL um, more of an incentive to include women in their like officiate officiates and as we saw before um, like the Buccaneers had a lot of female coaches just in within their staff which was really awesome too and I think that big organizations like the NFL will see this and legitimize women in the sports industry as well. And now it's time for our Spoons sponsorship. Um, so why cut your portions down? If you're hungry, you want something that is both filling but also delicious, right? Well, at Spoons Cafe, they believe in cutting the chemicals, not the portions. Located at 57 West Pomfret Street, right near downtown Carlisle, Spoons offers great sandwiches, salads, or soups that are not just good, but good for you and will fill you right up. Stop cutting down on the size of your lunch. Instead, get a delicious filling lunch today at Spoons Cafe. 
Open six days a week, Monday through Friday from 10 a.m. to 4 p.m. and Saturdays from 11 a.m. to 3 p.m. Spoons is the perfect spot to enjoy a great tasting lunch today. As we all know, social media is such a powerful um, source, a uh, way to get to people so easily nowadays. Um, almost everyone is on social media of some sort. So we've just seen the power of that and being able to use it for um, good things as well as seeing athletes using their platforms for this. So just um, a little insight on that. Like it's really cool to be able to see athletes using their platforms for positivity. I know that um, I've seen various athletes like uh, Simone Biles, Ali Raisman, um, both gymnasts, and they have experienced a lot of different struggles through their own sport. Um, and they've shared that on social media. So that's just one of many examples of how they can use that source to reach so many people um, of all ages and of all different types. They're not just athletes talking to athletes, they're athletes talking to millions of people and on a very casual basis because of the way social media um, is able to reach so many people. Yeah, I think it's really awesome. Like you said, Simone Biles, Ali Raisman, Bethany Hamilton, like using their platforms to promote positivity and inspiration for young girls because one major thing in women women athletics is body image, body insecurity. And I think they're using their platforms and it makes viewers feel a sense of community regarding body image insecurities and feel like those are normal things to have. And like, you shouldn't be ashamed of anything, especially in female athletes as well. Yeah, and I also think it's really important that they're using their um, social media platforms to just like raise awareness in this. Um, kind of like you said, said like it's making it okay to talk about to like a broader audience, um, which I think is like something that a lot of people struggle with um, is like having the ability or like the confidence sometimes to want to talk to someone else about it. But I feel like they're just showing that it is important and it's like it is okay to talk to people about stuff like that. Yeah, and it's incredibly inspirational to be able to see um, these people that have been so successful and worked so hard to get to where they are um, and to see them and how they do have their own struggles, and their own battles, and for them to be able to use that platform to share with other people is really inspiring and comforting a lot of times. Um, like I know that the story of Bethany Hamilton is really cool. The fact that she completely did the turnaround like when she she had a shark attack and lost her arm but that didn't stop her like she literally did anything she could to get back into her sport because she loved surfing so much and that was just like that story that she constantly shares on social media um to this day even though it happened many many years ago she just is a very inspirational person and has shared that and has built up this platform because of her successes and her story and is able to use that um to just kind of comfort people and inspire them and just let them know that everyone, no matter how successful or famous or popular or whatever, that everyone is a human being and they're all on the same playing field type of way. Um, and same goes for the gymnasts, mobiles and Allie Raisman, like they, just them sharing their struggles and showing how they've overcome them. Um, even with all the successes, it's really, really interesting to get to see that side of it as well and it makes you feel like more connected to them I guess um rather than them just being like some idol even though they are idols to many um yeah yeah I think social media is such a huge part of our generation's day-to-day -day life like 
everyone in our generation wakes up and looks at their phone or scrolls Instagram or looks at Facebook. And I think it's awesome when you see female athletes like these three individuals, like eat just as much as posting something in the morning about body positivity could change um, some females perspective or regardless of gender, some athletes perspective on the way they view themselves and give them more confidence going into the day, whether they it's game day or whether it's they have a practice or a lift or whatever. I think it just instills that idea of body positivity and confidence going into the day. And it could really leave a mark on someone. Um, just the little act of posting something like that. I know, definitely. And I feel like um, as a community, people post, like if some someone like a Simone Biles or Allie Raisman, Bethany Hamilton, if someone like that were to post something on their story or like on their Instagram feed, stuff like that, I feel like I've noticed more and more people sharing that on their own personal stories um, and kind of just like passing that message along. But yeah, and then on the contrary, there can be some aspects of social media that can create like a toxic environment um, and unachievable standards for everyone, including female athletes. Yeah, and with these athletes and just these influencers on social media, it's important to see them using their platforms to create positivity and stuff. Like you said, when they post, like even if it was like an inspirational quote or a little um, body positive tidbit or something like that, that they reach so many, so many people and they share it. And then it just, it's just a snowball effect. So it's really important for these people with high platforms to be using it for the good um, because they reach so many people with literally the click of a button. So um, I know one great example of that would be um, Victoria Garrick, who is, was a member of the USC women's volleyball team. And she has created so much around body positivity and breaking the stigma of being an athlete, um, a student athlete, she was a D1 player. So she talks a lot about um, the struggles and just the hardships of being a D1 athlete and balancing school and that um, she's created a podcast. She has done TED Talks. Um, she's just really, really promoted the other side of being a student athlete. Um, but then being there to encourage people and to inspire them and being there to kind of add the positivity that yes it's hard yes there's these struggles but on the other hand like you can do it I can do it you can do it type of thing mm -hmm. yeah I remember the first time I was ever introduced to to Victoria Garrick was I think last spring and um, we actually as a field hockey team watched the TED talk her TED talk which actually had 240,000 views um, so I think it just kind of made her like famous and gave her a bigger platform just from that TED talk. And she delivered it on like, obviously mental health, body image issues that are faced by student athletes and how it's okay to have like anxiety or depression and to be stressed out as a student athlete. And that's normal. And on the other side of that, like colleges, coaches, teammates just need to be accepting of that. And know that those things are okay and you just have to support your teammates and in that and it's a whole team effort in those struggles as well yeah and I think it's like more common than people think um as well in like collegiate athletes it's just like comes back to the thing of like people don't necessarily want to talk about it all the time so Sid like you said like as athletes we just have to be there for our other teammates um and like I guess check in on them every once in a while especially if you notice something being off with someone just like making sure everything's okay yeah and I think it's just 
so cool to see how much she has grown um victoria garrick with her platform that because she was a d1 athlete and she lived through it that gives a little bit of um like reality when she gives her talks because she went through it and then i remember like sid said our team watched it together and i remember a lot of the things she was saying were super super relatable even as a d3 athlete so and then i was imagining it like 10 times more intense as a d1 athlete so it was really it really stuck with you um when you listen to her talk because it's coming from a personal experience and as a student athlete you can relate to it on it on that level um a lot of the things she talks about are um, like we mentioned, like mental health and body positivity that can be relatable to anyone. But when she starts talking about those um, student athlete uh, memories and stuff she dealt with, it's super, super relatable. And it's cool that people have realized that and recognized that. And that's how she's being able to grow this platform. And she uses that platform for the good. She, um, one of the things she created was the, her organization called the Hidden Opponent, um, which I follow on social media. And it's a nice little, um, I like to look at it and it just kind of like encourages me and it's different things that it's like, it's okay to feel this way or it's okay to be stressed, different things like that. And it really is, it's inspirational and relieving and comforting and all that. And because she used her voice and created this big platform, she created this um, organization as well. So it's really cool. Yeah, and like I know she gives a lot of talks through her um, organization, The Hidden Opponent, and I know she even gave one, I think it was back this past summer or maybe in the fall, um, to the entire Centennial Conference um, for the Pillars of Excellence uh, seminar thing or whatever, and I just, I went personally, and I just thought it was super empowering, and after I felt like I knew her better as a person, but she also just made me feel so comfortable talking about mental health and body image issues as a student athlete, and I think the way that she presents it just like, I feel like I could go to anyone on my team and talk about like the deepest things. And I think that's super important for influencers like her to have this platform and use it wisely. And I think it's also super interesting how she's not an influencer for like posting the coolest pictures or getting sponsorships from clothing, like companies like, no, she's an influencer because she got on stage and talked about something that's so hard to talk about in sports and body image, mental health. And I think that's awesome that she was able to make this stride in the stigma of mental health and just break it as a whole. Yeah, and as a result of that, we see her featured on like the Players Tribune, I think like USA Today College, Pop Sugar Magazine. So I feel like a bunch of these platforms want to promote someone like her because she's so comfortable talking about it that it like helps other athletes and other, other females um, feel more comfortable talking about it in the end. And I know she has like her hashtag where she's on so her social media platforms um, to advocate bo body, bo body positivity, sorry. Um, and it's, I think it's like hashtag real post, um, which I think is a good thing for her to advocate with. Yeah, that hashtag has become kind of like one of her main slogans, the hashtag real post. It's um, correlates with her podcast, the real pod. So, and then like, it just captures everything she's about. She's about everything real. She's not about sugarcoating it. She's not about um, faking, putting it on a smile when that's not there type of thing. Like um, mm -hmm. if you go to look up any of her social media, she is very body positive. She is very confident. And that is like radiating, like it's super inspiring. And it radiates that like, when I see those posts, I'm like, you know what, you're right. I shouldn't worry about what I look like in this post or what mm -hmm. I may look like. Um, it correlates with like playing a sport, like there's a lot of stigma in playing sports of how like, especially for women's sports, like you're supposed to look a certain way. And I don't know, you're supposed to 
play a certain way and that is just not a fact you know it's not a thing you shouldn't worry about that you should play to play not to play how you look or worry about how you look in your uniform or stuff like that when there's certain things that women are supposed to worry about and Victoria Garrick's hashtag real pose that whole motto is just to be what it is exactly real and not to worry about um how you look or what you're feeling and like none of that is wrong it's all real and that's like I just think it's so cool of her to be able to talk about all this stuff and have the confidence to talk about all this stuff because it's important and her talking about the real stuff has given other people confidence and inspiration to continue talking about that and like I think Sid mentioned like she's breaking the stigma and she's breaking the silence by talking about it. Yeah and another thing I love that she does on her Instagram is like occasionally she'll post a story of like a picture that she posted like five years ago and like she's like this is the most photoshop picture I've ever had on my Instagram in my life and she's out and out says I spent probably an hour photoshopping this picture and for what like that was so stupid like and I just think she's so relatable in that aspect too because I mean I feel like every female athlete especially like there's this trade-off between okay like I want to be good at my sport I want to lift I want to be like really strong but also like I don't want to look like too masculine or too manly. Like, I don't want to have broad shoulders, but like you have to, if you want to be good at your sport. And I think she just kind of breaks that stigma of what you're supposed to look like as a student athlete and just embracing that getting better means like training and not caring what your body looks like and just being a better version of yourself, I think. Yeah, that brings in the whole, like, I like just growing up, training for sports and stuff I remember like in high school like when we would be lifting or something everyone would be like worried about like getting too bulky or Mm -hmm. having too big of like like you said shoulders or something like that but like that was what we needed to be good at our sport like you work different muscle groups in different sports and although like that was like the stigma though that like girls shouldn't be like super muscular or whatever which is like totally false um and like when we were lifting we were like worried and I remember our trainers always saying like like that it's not going to happen that way like just lifting weights is not going to make you bulky it's going to make you stronger and it's going to prevent injury and like once we understood that when we got to the collegiate level or even at high 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 school level whichever it was once I realized that then I was like okay like that's true like I don't know why the stigma was in my mind that lifting was only going to make you bulky and that's just something that's one of those things that I guess it could be like a stereotype that you get put in your mind as a woman in sports that like oh, if you do this, you're going to get super bulky type of thing. And it's really important to not listen to those type of things and just kind of do what you do, what you want to do and do what you have to do. Like lifting was going to make me stronger for my sport. And like Sid said, like you want to play for that sport, not what you look like doing that sport. You want to play because you love it. Yeah, no, definitely. And I feel like um, more and more people have shown themselves on social media platforms like doing a lift um saying how like people can start to do a lift like various ways like um a more advanced way of it or like beginner level of it just to try and like tell people that like yeah it's okay to do this like you're not going to get super big like um that's obviously a different form of training and stuff like that but like you guys said like you have to do it in order to be good um so yeah yeah i think dickinson um I know like our trainer, Adam Richmond, like he's super good about this. Like he'll say like, why are you worried about like, you want to be strong. Like you want to like 
lifting will make you faster. And I think that's super important. And also I think Dickinson's very good about this whole body image, body positivity movement. Um, I know this week was love your body week from February 8th to um, Friday, February 12th. And it's just become a huge part of Dickinson. And I know a lot of like organizations get involved, like sororities, clubs or whatever. And, you know, various events take place during the week just to raise awareness to help with body image and just embrace loving your body um, in all of its forms. Yeah. And like we talked about before, just like Dickinson's um, Love Your Body Week just like goes to show um, and raise awareness that people do struggle with disorders because of outside um, high pressure forces such as like other athletes or how celebrities look, um, even like models and stuff like that, which just shapes how we think we're supposed to see ourselves. But in actuality, no one is obviously built the same. Um, so it just creates unrealistic standards for, for the body image, yeah. Yeah, I, I love the initiative that Dickinson has taken with Love Your Body Week, um, just because like we've just mentioned that it is just promoting that um, positive body image, regardless of what, because we can't really look at everything in the media. It's all just so photoshopped and fake, and it's just hard to get that. It's not attainable, basically. And that's something that um, the hidden opponent in Victoria Garrick show as well, like Sid was saying about her posting um, like a post that she previously posted that we see these mostly also athletes. We see athletes on maybe it's Sports Illustrated or it's um, on TV with the Olympics and stuff. And like if we see them in photo shoots and they look like perfect and we have to remind ourselves that, like that's airbrush, that's Photoshop, that's just like not real, but it's the portrayal of like the ideal. Um, so I think it's really important to remind ourselves that, that everyone's different and everyone um, has their own body and everyone is built differently for some certain reason uh we have to just accept that and love ourselves for that so these different organizations social media pages love your body week all that stuff is just encompassing the same thought that we need to be happy in our own skin because it's our very own yeah, and um, another organization that I really love is the Virago Project, which is a nonprofit organization that runs a very empowering Instagram page. It's just at the Virago Project, and it's called Virago because Virago is a female warrior, and they just, same thing, post about mental health, self-care, and empowerment tips for all female athletes, and just... I think one of the major things that they do is just normalize these. And a lot of their posts, I read it. I'm like, this is so relatable. Like, and a lot of their posts are also based on science and research and why female athletes feel the way they do in certain situations. And it just makes it, you feel so normal reading what they have to say about them. Yeah. A lot of times I think as, at least I've experienced this, that as an athlete, you feel that you need to be strong. You need to be stronger. Like you are tough. You are gritty and all that sort of stuff. So it's really relieving, comforting to see pages like this, um, projects like this, organizations that kind of remind you like, hey, it's okay to feel anxious during practice or hey, it's okay to get nervous at a game or to feel overwhelmed with all the stuff you're doing. Like, I feel like as women, we really wanna keep it all together and make it look like we have everything in order and we can do it all, which, we can, um, but just sometimes we need a little support from each other. And sometimes we need a little reassurance that, hey, everybody gets stressed, everybody gets anxiety and that's totally fine. 
Yeah, and I also think that like there's also this idea that you have to perform a certain way during practice because in the back of your mind you're thinking, oh, if I mess up X amount of times or if I'm not performing as well as I normally am or if like your teammates are doing much better than you, you're going to be like, oh, well, like maybe I'm not going to play the next game or like um, maybe like the rest of the season is going to be like bad for me. Like stuff like that kind of just starts going through your head, um, which definitely would raise anxiety and I know that one reason they included um, anxiety during practice and how it's normal is that because exercise symptoms are similar to anxiety um, symptoms which makes sense in a way just because your stress hormone like rises during the workout I think which activates your sympathetic nervous system Um, and then as a result like your breathing changes you have like a higher heart rate um, chest pressure stuff like that so even the smallest things during practice honestly can create um, an anxious feeling inside of you. Yeah. Another reason that they included that I liked was just like the fact that pressure from coaches is such a real thing. And one part that I love that they said was you don't owe a good practice to anyone but yourself. And that's just so telling, like you, you are going out on the field and doing this for obviously your team, but you like there's everyone's minds are in a different place no matter where you are, what the day is. And I think they also said that coaches or teammates, when they vocalize that they want you to succeed, this is what creates that anxiety and that pressure to just be perfect and not mess up during practice. And, you know, when you're anxious, then you also don't play well. So I think that's what creates like a double standard. And they said that coaches and teammates should instead support you and compliment you when you do exceed, not say like, oh, well, I really want you to do well. Like that's what creates this, overthinking and anxiety but instead they should just support you and you know obviously critique you but let you know when you do exceed and praise you for it then yeah and pressure is like super normal and I think that we're lucky as athletes to have experienced that throughout our lives um with coaches or teammates or whatever it is because when we go out into the real world we're going to have that experience that we hold ourselves to a high expectation and we're able to deal with these high pressure situations that we might experience in the workforce or something like that. Um, yeah, also I just think like you guys had mentioned that um, that like being an athlete does um, in fact impact how we handle ourselves in our everyday lives, I think. Um, and I think it's like important for us to share how we do that with other people who maybe don't participate in sports, um, just like raise that awareness and yeah, like that mental toughness in a way. Yeah, I think these influencers and all of these like accounts and platforms of female athletes, um, they just give reason to why athletes feel the way they do. And it's just, they normalize mental health and body image issues in the sports industry. And I think it just, empowers women to just be better for themselves and not be better for anyone else like know that it's normal and know that it's not something that you should be worrying about you should be focusing on your sport you shouldn't have to worry like oh well I gained three pounds today so I don't deserve to eat a full lunch after a big practice like no like you do deserve it and all of these things are normal and yeah I just think these women and everyone are making really good use of their platforms to um, give back to younger girls and set a good example. Yeah, definitely. And I think it's important to start that at a young age too, because I feel like um, 
like body image, um, mental stuff. I feel like that starts at an early age. So I feel like it's important to just like have that support system from the early stages. Yeah, absolutely. Definitely. Um, we recommend everyone check out all of the various platforms we talked about today and organizations, because um, honestly, I have followed them. A lot of um, us have all followed them and have it has basically just only added positivity to our lives. So if you're looking for a little pick me up um, or some inspiration, definitely check them out. And we just wanted to thank you for tuning in again to Ladies in Red. And we are excited to talk to you guys again next week. Bye.